welcome to the sixth episode. I think I messed that up last week. The sixth episode of the Okra Patchcast. Obviously, it's Fred Smoot's favorite podcast. Um, we're coming to you live on this Sunday with NBA playoff action as the first week of games start here. Uh, Pacers are playing here in a couple hours. I think we're both excited about that. So this is Southside Rye, Ryan Ahern. I'm sitting here with that, the original RD. You can definitely follow us on at Okra Patchcast on Twitter. Um, I think once we start working in guests and stuff over the next month or so, we'll, we'll kind of take uh, emails and, and tweets to the show as well. Um, we've kind of fallen off the asking for the tweet of the question of the week. So No, yeah, that's kind of... Slip my mind. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're doing it two weeks in a row. We yeah. got that going for us. So. Back in a routine, hopefully. Um, a lot of sports stuff going on. Um, like you yeah. said, you know, there's baseball. There's um, the draft is just around the corner. NBA playoffs are happening. The um, WrestleMania results are in. Are they in? Oh yeah, they, they are. They are in. That was a um, not a great. Show on Sunday night. But, yeah, um, I mean, the Undertaker match was um, interesting. That was we only talked about that last week. Well, the length of the match was one tenth of the time of the entrance for the Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, I know the guys. You know, had a ton of injuries in his fifties, but he is. You know, I think it might be time to hang it up because he is certainly beat up beyond repair at this point. I think. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, he he did not look good. He had that he had a kick that he tried to give to Cena that did not connect even closely. And uh, Cena sold it though. Cena um, Cena sold it. Always he, the showman. He did he did the best he could. I mean, he only missed him by like three foot. Think, but, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sure good camera angles could have worked that one out. But um, I thought the um, match between. Um, Rousey and yeah, that was Kurt Angle, yeah, and um, her Triple H and McMahon. I thought it was pretty. Anytime you see a, a chick kind of pick up Triple H like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so. she um, she got him off the ground. I was, I mean, I'm sure he kind of aided to get a little hop to help yeah. her get up there. But still, I mean, you're holding Triple H off, you know, around your shoulders. That's that dude's. 280 probably at least. Probably, probably compares it to the Andre the Giant Slam by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that far or not, yeah. but they were. Um, no, I, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good match. I mean, everything else was pretty. Blah. Blah. I mean, yeah, take it. Like I mean, the people there seem to like it. I mean, yeah. Of course, you know. I mean, they paid lots of money to go to that. I mean, that's more of an experience thing. I think I've always yeah. noticed going to because I've gone to a couple live WWE shows and. You know, there's no in-house announcer at all, so it's kind of weird in that aspect. It's kind of because, I think, you know, say what you want about Michael Cole or those guys, but they do sell the action a little bit. So when you're just sitting there and all you can do is watch it, it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah, there, it is a different kind of experience. I mean, obviously you have the ring announcer, you know, who, you know, just yeah. announces the next match on the card and everything, and then. You know, and then the intros, but like you said, you know, you're just sitting there watching it, yeah. and it's. But I've never been to a boxing match. Is it the same way in a boxing match, or do they kind of play through the? I guess there's really. Not, I mean, it's, it's basically the same principle. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they you know they introduce them, you know, the people 
um, after they, you know, as they're coming through the ring or whatever, and then they do the whole spiel, you know, yep. from, you know, in this corner, yeah, weighing in at 210 pounds or whatever. Yep. It's, but, um, yeah, but after that, there's really no commentary. But I, I guess I assume if you're there, you probably, have an understanding of what's what's going on going yeah. on anyway and like, you know, but baseball and football are the same I mean, yeah. except for you know baseball you know they introduce every player as they come to a bat each and then they um, but football well, they just give you the down and distance yeah I feel like with football and basketball or, or baseball like you can watch that on mute sitting at home doing something like wrestling you kind of need that play-by-play play commentary to kind of sell what's going on I guess good old JR I mean can you imagine Mankind getting thrown off the cage and good old JR not there to say, oh, good God. Is this screwing about the man has a family? Yeah. Uh, I, I also think, too, you know, when you're watching it on television, you kind of kind of helps to have somebody reinforcing your decision yeah. to spend an hour watching professional wrestling. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, wait, this is really exciting. This is happening. I'm, these, uh, these adults are paying attention to it, too. Uh, I'm down with this. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not making even more poor life choices. But... Yeah, I mean, that's said, I mean, we, we covered it quite a bit last week, so mm-hmm. felt like touch on it real quick this week, and hopefully just move on until the next big event, yeah. which would be SummerSlam, I believe. I believe the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia comes up at the end of this month in April, so... Uh, Another Undertaker yeah, match. Which... women are not allowed in the building really? because of Saudi Arabia. Are they allowed to perform? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, but so yeah. So what's Rusev going to do without his... I don't know. Without his manager? It's always Rusev Day. I mean, I mean how's he going to, you know, what kind of guidance is he going to have? Yeah. I mean, how's he going to make, you know, any sort of in-ring decisions without that exactly. kind of help? Yeah. And we are currently having the Bucks and Pace, or um, Bucks and Celtics on halftime Milwaukee 47-44. Um, what did you think about any of the games last night? Um, I thought, you know, Cleveland had a good, or not Cleveland, San Antonio had a good showing against, you know, what's supposed to be the best team in the West. So um, I, I didn't think they came out and got embarrassed by Golden State, which with that roster is pretty impressive for for um, Popovich and those guys. So Well, and they, they did hang around, um, like you said, you know, for a while. But, yes, Golden State just kind of overwhelms them uh, yeah. with talent at the end. And, um, and then I guess yesterday the news basically broke that um, I guess Kawhi Leonard's officially decided he's yeah. not – I, I saw for game one, but well, he's not um, he's not going back to San Antonio. No, oh like, really? Like I didn't see that. So yeah, I did not see that about Kawhi Leonard. Was that like through like Wojnarowski or was it like through yeah, sources? I, or? I'm assuming if it was because they were talking about it on ESPN Radio. So okay. I'm assuming if if anybody broke it, it was probably him. I didn't see for sure. Um, but he's leaving. According to them, he's leaving seventy million dollars on the table by no wanted to resign in San Antonio, which, I mean, I guess there's some issues about how they handled his um, medical leg injury. Yeah. And, he, well, and from what I've heard, like, he's, they, they did everything like, by the book. I mean, they tried not to rush him back, and, you know, he went to New York with these other doctors, and they basically gave the same thing. I mean, you can go to a hundred different doctors and get a hundred different, you know, diagnoses, but until I guess you hear what you want to hear, which I guess Kawhi finally found the doctor to tell him what he wanted to hear. So, I mean, I, in one hand, I don't blame him because, you know, he is going to get, you know, a max contract, you know, wherever he goes. But, you know, you want to have that thing healed up and resolved by the time because you don't want to have to do like a, a year in 
Sacramento to wait to try to get another big contract or whatever. But I think he would be ideally a good fit in Indianapolis. I mean, he's a quiet guy, doesn't like really being bothered by the media. I mean, he's I know he's from L.A. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, because he went to San Diego, right? Yeah, he he's play for. Uh, What's uh, the cheat from Michigan? Well, uh, you have to be more specific about cheating at Michigan. Oh, cheating at Michigan. <laughs> uh, the guy, the Fab Five cheater from Michigan. Uh, uh, Fisher? Fisher. Did that, is that Steve Fisher? Yeah. yeah. I think that's who he played for. Yeah, because they, they had that, what, two seed in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, at that one point. Yeah. But um, he would seemingly be an ideal guy to come. Here, Pacers have a ton of cap room. I'll, I would take Kawhi Leonard on the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think if they can make a run, it might be a more desirable um, destination maybe in this offseason than it would have been before, obviously. If they can, you know, make a run at LeBron in this first round and and maybe do some damage against Toronto in the next round, assuming they beat Washington. um, Yeah, I think this might be a a good destination that those top free agents might be interested in, um, especially when the top tier of the league are still going to be chasing the superstars like LeBron James and yeah. and Harden and guys like that. So, Well, they, um, the fact that um, Philadelphia is like, you know, you're hearing their name about LeBron. Yeah. That would be a... I can't imagine LeBron spending. I mean, I guess he does it in Cleveland. It's not much better than Philly, but uh, I can't imagine LeBron living in Philly for a year. But hey, Philly's a, I mean, Philly's a huge city. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Cleveland's no great destination, but you know he's from that you know general area, so he grew up there. He knows what it's all about. And uh, I mean, I don't think Kawhi is going to end up here because I think you know it, somebody's just going to overwhelm him with money, and that doesn't yeah. really seem to be the. It's just interesting how all this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, it, like the that whole San Antonio thing kind of seemed like a match made in heaven, and. Uh, then I don't know where like this leg and knee injury or leg injury happens and and you you're hearing different things you hear they had a closed door meeting with him the team did about how he needed to come back and it's just it's just weird this whole dynamic is and and maybe Kawhi is maybe just an odd guy he's always been quiet but so was Tim Duncan you know so um so I don't know. Maybe he just wants to play basketball and not on his own terms. But yeah, you kind of thought that Kawhi thing would would last for for his career there in San Antonio. So yeah, because it just seemed like a natural transition, like kind of how they they went from Robinson to Duncan to Leonard. You know, you know, they still got Popovich. You know, the same front office, everything. You know, they still win at a crazy consistent rate, and probably the best coach in the NBA. Um, you know, and they lose him. I don't. I don't know what their next move could be. I mean, there's going to be a lot of you know, there's going to be a lot of people interested in him. A lot of people offered him a lot of money. So we'll see. And I think today's or the start of today's series for the Pacers is going to be very important because they need to set a tone. I think for sure um, in this first game, which they came out and did last last year, and maybe that woke up Cleveland a little bit for that first game. I mean, if Miles. You get the guy who's the quote-unquote shooter on your team. You get him the, the open look and can't bury it. So um, it's interesting. I think if they could have won that game one, it could have been a different series. But 
how many teams can say that about Cleveland? I, they've won 21 straight games in the first round of the playoffs. So right. It's what five five straight years they've they've won. So yeah, five five straight sweeps, and then whatever. You know, they closed out whoever in the in the sixth one. But I, you know, I heard everybody talking about last year and you know how close the Pacers were to um, beating the Cavs in some of those games, and you know that's fine, but. You never really thought the Cavs were in any real danger no. of losing to the Pacers, and and I, and I think for the first time in all these LeBron Pacer matchups, this is the first time that the Pacers can say that you know they have probably the second best player, yeah, in the series um, because before it was always. They generally had the third best player, maybe even the fourth best player, considering what your opinion of Chris Bosh is. And I think Bosh is borderline Hall of Famer. I think, um, and what those those Miami series did, and it was like every time the Pacers would just be right on the cusp, and then somebody like Udonis Haslam would hit a bunch of clutch shots in a row, or Miller would hit a bunch of clutch shots in a row, or it was always their role players that would kind of put the dagger in the Pacers back in those games and and you know and it's frustrating as, as a Pacer fan to see that you know but when your focus is the greatest player in the league and then you've got Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh as well to try and defend I mean those Pacer teams are great on defense but you know when when Udon- Udonis Haslam's going to go off for 20 points and Mike Miller's going to hit five threes and it's just, yeah. I mean you're 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 screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing in this series is yeah, you're not going to stop LeBron. I mean, he's going to do whatever it is he's going to do. Yeah, you know, he's going to get you know 30 points. You know, close to double digit rebounds, close to double digit assists. You know, he's probably, he might even average, average a triple double for the series, but you can't let. J.R. Smith go off. Tristan Thompson have Kevin a big Love. game. Yeah. Um, Kyle Korver, is he still on the yeah, I don't think still, he, yeah. He's, he's, the, he's the Pacer killer. He's always had he always averages like thirty points a game against the Pacers. So Yeah, you, you, you can live and win with LeBron getting LeBron numbers. You just can't let yeah. the other guys go. And And that's what's great about LeBron is he's such a great passer. He's such a great defender. He's so good on both sides of the court. He finds the open man. He draws that defensive um, focus to him, and then he's great at finding the open man to hit an easy layup or hit an open shot. Or, I mean, LeBron's been doing that his whole career. Um, so, you know, I think it's easy to just sit and hate LeBron, especially as Pacer fans, but you have to appreciate what he's done. I mean, he's been to every NBA final since – this decade, right? Since 2010? He's seven so, in a row, so yeah. yeah. I mean, he's... You know, if they're having a finals, he's going. So, I, I don't see... I don't see the Pacers winning the series, but I definitely see them winning at least a couple games and making them sweat it out to a degree because the Pacers are a much better team this year. They, they have more <coughs> more options, okay. more... Um, you know, there's, there's a little bit more of a... Um, you know, flow to their offense because yeah. you don't have one guy demanding the ball and, and then bogging it down and yeah. just center, you know just pounding it like for. I think the Pacers can win this year. I think it's 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 winnable. Um, Cleveland, if if this is the year for Cleveland to not make the finals, like this is it. They kind of retooled that team and kind of made all the wrong choices in doing so. Um, 
But it looks like, I mean, circumstances, if they played out the same, they still wouldn't have Kyrie Irving. Right. Um, and you don't know. But um, it's just amazing how bad Kevin Love has been since he's gone to Cleveland. So, Well, I don't think he's been bad. I think he just sort of fades into the background at times. Yeah. You know, especially when you had LeBron and Kyrie there. I mean, there's only so much, you know, there's only so many shot attempts to go around in a game, and and I don't know if Kevin Love is the guy that's gonna, you know, scream no, and yell for the ball. Yeah, he's not gonna battle LeBron for that. And he got, you know, and he got called out by his teammates too for, you know, not wanting to play when he was, yeah, sick slash hurt, whatever. And but he appears to be LeBron's guy because he's still there. I mean, yeah, I mean. You hear all these rumors every year, and he's still there. But yeah, I, I think um, the Tristan Thompson thing is completely <laughs> hilarious. And I don't know if people. Uh, I mean, I don't really follow pop culture a lot. Neither do I. I mean, I'm, a, I'm aware I of the basically see the name Kardashian, and I look the other way. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm aware of the Kardashians, and I'm aware of sort of they represent the, you know, they're famous just because they're famous, kind of, you know trend there is in this country yeah. at this point but um one of them had a sex tape and it blew all they they you know managed to build an build, empire yeah, build an empire <laughs> off well and, and the one so he knocks up the one sister and then she's pregnant about to have the baby and then she does have the baby and all this comes out this week the week she had the baby oh he's in a hookah lounge in dc like basically getting jerked off uh at the table by a couple girls yeah uh, I, I mean, I, I know these guys are in their, you know, 20s, and, you know, and I didn't make the greatest decisions in my life when I was in my 20s, but I also didn't, I also wasn't a person of note who was also married to an attention whore that was being followed by a network yep. who also had, you know, everybody in the world, I mean, literally anywhere you go now, everybody has a camera on them and, yep. a, and, a, and a video camera, so... You knew what you were getting into. Yeah, and, and probably this, shouldn't cheat on that. Yeah, or and, and not this genius, in public. And this genius wasn't smart enough to, like, you know, maybe in this open area, in a public place, yeah. it may not be the greatest idea to do this here. No pictures, no videos. Uh, but then he got busted again, I guess, like going yeah. to a hotel in New York with something. And so I, I imagine Le- LeBron is just super pleased with all that swirling around because, you know, what, what's, he, what's he call it when he, the playoffs start? He goes into his. Um, Oh, dark thirty mode where you yeah. go on, you know, Twitter, social media, and stuff, and so you know, having um, a distraction like this. Oh, I'm sure he's just overjoyed <laughs> with it. Yeah, I'm sure Tristan's probably like it's probably like major league. They get Tristan in and out of the locker room way before LeBron yep. come in. So after the guy was banging um, um Corbin Benson's wife, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen. Uh, well, and then. What was, what was the rumors always been with what's his name was sleeping with LeBron's mom? Uh, uh, gosh. Oh, the, the Looney Tune guy that, um, yeah. The guy with the, the guy that had like the, um, Darius, uh, I can't think of it. We can move on, but, um, but yeah, that's always been the rumor. So I'm sure that that had nothing. Devontae. West? Dante West? Yeah. Okay, that, was that the one? LeBron's daddy, yeah. Well, he was the one. <laughs> what are you, like, doing something crazy in a Wendy's drive-thru or something? <laughs> it's probably, I mean, 
Do you ever go to Win- Wendy's when you're in a sound state of mind? I don't know if I've ever. As I'm sitting there having a nice tea nice from out of Wendy's cup. Tasty beverage there. I have something to wash down my. Tasty. Del- Delante West. Delante I'm sorry, West. I finally found a. And last night they had the um, a lot of the other first round games. Um, Port- Portland goes yeah. Portland. Yeah, loses at home. Can't uh, hit shots. Uh, basically, they erased a, a ten point deficit in about a minute. Yep. In the fourth quarter, but they just couldn't quite get for a Western conference for two Western conference teams to neither one of them score a hundred points. It's it's kind of out of the norm for what we know of the Western conference kind of run and shoot type style. I think I'm excited to see Houston play today because I think I've I've always enjoyed watching those Mike D'Antoni teams, whether it was with the Lakers or Phoenix or. Well, back so to Delonte West real quick. I think he's the one that got a like a five dollar bill like tattooed on his face. Probably. I. Why wouldn't you get a five dollar bill tattooed on I your mean, face? When you go like, I guess you know you don't want to be too um, you know pretentious looking with a five. Yeah. Because you know, if you put a ten or a twenty on there, it's gonna make you look you know you still want to be a man of the people, yeah. I suppose. Twenty bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. And then um, you know. Damian Lillard. I mean, he talks so much shit yeah. about what a superstar he is, and then just the same, same, same. Yep. Every year with them, and kind of thought Toronto was gonna shit yeah. the bed last night. Yeah, for they a while. were down. I mean, that, that was as um, Toronto kind of everybody had kind of talked themselves into Toronto. At, as like, well, I guess they're gonna get the one seed, and then they go out and almost. Lose at home to the Wizards, who I think might be the second best team in the East right now. I don't know, it's hard the to Wizards? count LeBron. It's, yeah, it's hard to count LeBron out, but I think Beal and Wall, that combination, and then, you know, Cleveland's down. Philly's built this win streak on a bunch of bad teams. Um, so I know Wizards are going in as the eight seed, but I think they could pull off that upset. If Did you see Embiid's sweet face protector last yeah. night as he was beating on that um on that um, Liberty Bell replica. Yep. I mean, generally, I think beating like on stuff like an anvil, an anvil. Who would do that? <laughs> what professional sports team would try and build hype around their shitty football team by banging an anvil? What, what the hell does the anvil even represent? I. Colts forged, oh, Dale. Good lord! But um, they um, but so Embiid comes out. He's got on his like serial killer face protector. Yep. Beating on that freaking bell, which you know all the people in Philadelphia thought was literally cool. Yeah. And then then they come out and they look like they were just like terrified. Yeah. I mean, at first to be out there and they're you know I think they were down six at halftime and then whatever. I mean, I guess they flipped the switch in the locker room because they came out and just beat the living shit out of the heat in the second half and one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen last night was the um, there was a dunk the guy gets it blocked as he's coming through he grabs a hold of the rim and the ball that had been blocked comes back down through the yeah. line he's all, and they called it, I don't think I'd ever seen that before and then I was talking to your boy Greenwood wet, Greenwood Red last night and I don't he, know why you would make that mistake and he uh, well you know things happen <laughs> and he um and he was like, yeah, I couldn't recall an instance like that. Instance like that. So I, I don't. I kind of looked it up a little bit. I didn't. Yeah. Remember seeing that happen to anybody? Or I had read that Embiid has cleared protocol, but still won't play in game two. So um, is it his decision? Team's decision? Um, I don't know if just 
kind of getting him back through the practice or maybe he's cleared concussion protocol, but he was, um, it said if it was his decision, I would play, but I can't get back out on the court if I don't have the okay from them. Um, but everything's going well, and I feel like there's a pretty good chance for game three. So, yeah, they get him. And that's back. not till Thursday. Game three won't be till Thursday, so that's four days away. Um, but I mean, he's been out since March 28th, so there's probably some conditioning stuff he's got to do as far as right. just now being cleared through concussion protocol. So, um, I'm trying to have Markel Fultz run into him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just popped up on my. News alerts, and this is actually a, unlike the Indianapolis Star. This is a actual newsworthy. Na, na, na. Like, na, na, uh, na. Former First Lady Barbara Bush, ninety-two, is in failing health and has decided not to seek additional medical treatment. Oh, failing health at ninety-two—that's uh, a shocker. Yeah, not to sound. Boy, dude, you're just really. <laughs> you're just all over the And a quick Orioles update: they are in Boston today, and fortunately, not getting their heads caved in yet. One nothing in the fifth. Chris Sale on the mound for the Ooh. Red Sox. So this would be an impressive win. Um, he's been lights out so far this season. Cubs, just when they were, oh, was about to give up on this season yesterday, it's 10-2. to two. I shut the game off in anger. I kind of checked back. It's 10-5. And I'm like, yep, not going to do it. It's the eighth inning. I send out a tweet yesterday. This is fine, GIF, with a burning kitchen. The guy sipping his coffee. And go back and check the score about five minutes later just to see if it's final. Because, you know, it was eighth. I figured, you know, they'd probably go three up, three down, and then end it. Um, they had not only taken the lead in the eighth with two outs. They scored uh, nine runs in the eighth inning yesterday with two outs. The whole rally started with two outs. So quite the impressive win. And I know in the past... Um, as a Cubs fan, like these kinds of wins are sometimes the things that kind of spark the team a little bit, especially with this young roster. Um, I remember a huge Mother's Day win a couple years ago when they were kind of struggling that really got them going and helped them make the push to the World Series. So, um, so yeah, hopefully it gives this team a spark. They've been wildly inconsistent and very difficult to watch. You um, Darvish seems to have brought everything that Everybody was worried about giving him that big contract with him from the World Series last year. Uh, Quintana's pitched okay. Lester's pitched okay. But nobody's been great in that rotation, which, you know, they wanted to kind of shore up this offseason. So it's been a little rough. But And the yeah. bullpen's been awful. So I think it's hard to make judgments about yeah, oh, a yeah. lot of teams. Except the Reds. They're trash. They're awful. They're <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Jesus, I mean, they're playing a lot of these games in oh in sub-zero the, temperatures. Well, which, that might be a little colder than. Are you, are you talking about Celsius? Celsius. Okay, no, okay, I don't okay know. of course. No. You're, you're a metric system guy. I forgot. Um, they um, no, but they're playing these games in the 30s. I mean, the, the Kansas City um, Anaheim game last night. No, well, the Cubs game got post- <laughs> yeah, the Cubs game got postponed today because of um, temperature. It had nothing to do with snow or rain, just the temperature. On Jackie Robinson Day, so that kind of stinks. I know that's a huge day. Um, so I don't know how that will work if the Cubs and the Braves will just wear that 42 in their next game. It won't be against each other. But I always love watching Jackie Robinson Day and seeing all the players wear 42. So yeah, I just flashed on one of the scoreboards at Fenway. Um, any, any of the fans that are willing to sit through the rest of this gets a um, 
Free hot chocolate. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and, and these people are like behind home plate, man. They are like, they're in parkas and ski caps and gloves. And Chris Sales out there in a short shirt. Yep. Tough yeah, guy. Of course yeah. he is. He's a moron. He's the one that cut up his cut up all the jerseys in the locker room. Yeah. Sit. Yeah. Yeah. He did not leave uh, the White Sox too happily, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think the White Sox were happy to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's been fine so far for the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't think they have any complaints. Well, they are just rolling over people, and then um, yeah, there's just yeah, they're about ready to bury the Orioles. The Orioles are seven and a half back already. Yeah, and you know, Porcello pitched the other night against the Yankees, and he looked like he did when he won the Cy Young a couple years ago. And uh, you know, David Price might be going down. You, you wonder how long, as many years in a row he's had elbow problems. You figure that thing's going to just... Yeah. Learn how to throw a knuckleball, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you figure that, you figure that elbow just eventually just would blow up. I mean, because I mean, every season it's something that's like, um, you know, they, they shut him down for two or three weeks because he's yeah. got elbow issues and it was the same thing with Tanaka in New York. I mean, he's got, you know, an elbow issue every time. So maybe they just load him up with HGH and Hope for the best. Um, it's interesting baseball season so far. I think we touched on it a little bit last week, but um, the temperatures have obviously been interesting and in how the MLB is dealing with that so far this season. But uh, um, <laughs> Dale just hit his knee and is trying not to scream out loud on the coffee table. Uh, Bryce Harper has been putting together an MVP season so far. Uh, he's been interesting. I think the year he won his MVP, his average stats, um, he's doing better in all those categories so far this season. So. Well, then you got Otani. He's. Oh yeah, just it's everything we so thought far. and more. So. Yeah. So, and promptly, uh, promptly on that Bryce Harper talk. Uh, <laughs> another home run. Yeah, he hits a home run. Uh, so, uh, as we talk about the MVP, he. Puts it out there, so. Um, and now it's blizzard conditions in Boston. Yep. <laughs> Buck, so. Showalter's exp- Buck Showalter's expression has not changed <laughs> in six years. Um, so uh, we'll probably wrap this up. We don't have a lot to talk about. We've tried to keep it around a half hour unless it's a big thing like WrestleMania. You know, biggest thing in the world. Showcase of Immortals. But um, Well, you're a um, big golf guy. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on... Uh, Patrick Reed. He's not the most likable winner in uh, uh, PGA history, I would think. Um, but uh, uh, Patrick Reed's okay. I, 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 he's a young guy. He's an American. It's good for the sport. Um, but I just, he just kind of seems like a dirtbag. Like everybody that's ever met him, like on the tour, and you know, he didn't invite his family to his wedding and has no contacts with his brothers and sisters. It's just, it's just weird. Like. And I don't know if that's like a wife thing has shut him off from his family or something. Sometimes you read about that kind of stuff, but it's just odd. And got caught cheating at Georgia, and yeah. Well, he was um, well, he was back um, well, he was back in Texas at the um, Astros game yesterday, and he was sitting behind home plate. Yeah, rocking, I saw him at the uh, rocking the green jacket Mavericks game the other night too against Cleveland. So. Um, yeah, he seems like the guy that will just wear the master's jacket, you know, out to breakfast. <laughs> Man, I'd wear that thing now to get gas. <laughs> you can't blame him for that. Yeah, that would be my. Yeah, I, do you see all the rules they have like for um, wearing the green jacket? Like, 
you have to like you can never wear it with jeans you know, you know you're not supposed to be like photographed with, like, with alcohol and all this stuff. it's yeah. like Jesus man I know Bubba look- Watson went to a Waffle House with it on after they after he won that night so. yeah, the, guys, the guys like the um, you know, the guys that win the Stanley Cup I mean you get pictures of them they're doing like you know Lines of coke off. <laughs> yeah, got a stripper sitting in it, like holding a beer. I mean, yeah. I, I just, uh, so, who was your um, who was your pick for the um, green jacket? Uh, I had picked uh, Dustin Johnson. I think just because of how well he'd been playing. Um, I think I'd picked. I can't remember who I did, but I actually had Henrik Stenson doing well. Um, I picked him. And that our friend JMV's uh, fantasy masters thing, so I had had Stinson doing well, and he was he was pretty low um, cost there, and he finished I think just outside like four or five strokes off the lead. What Spieth did on Sunday was absolutely amazing. He, I mean, he was down seven or eight strokes and almost came back and did it. I don't think anybody wanted Reed to hit that putt on the 18th. I think everybody kind of was hoping there would be an earthquake or something. But they said it was a very subdued Masters crowd. So, well, then I was looking at some of the rules here of the um, jacket. Uh, so if you win, like Reed did, he can wear it for the entire year, but he has to return it to the club next year at the tournament, and then he can only wear it on the grounds oh. after that. So like. They um and there was like a story like from the sixties about um, Gary Player. He had taken it after he had won one year, and then they called him and like they needed a jacket back. And he was in South Africa. And he told the guy, "Come, come get it." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it's um, yeah. but there's, there's a lot of um, Gary Player is probably <laughs> the most fit guy in his eighties in the history of the world. That guy, he's like that Jack Lilling dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, he was in that ESPN The Body issue last year with all the, you know, 30-year-olds. Really? And Gary Player. So. Have you, um, I know you're not a big hockey guy either, but I know we try to, like, point out big... No, I'm a hockey fan. I'm not a soccer fan. But, but we, I know we uh, try to point out stuff that we find interesting that yeah. we see on the web. But, like, the um, Predators in Game 1, the, yeah. um, the Forsberg goal. And if you haven't seen it, you can just type in Forsberg and it, like... In the first, like, one that comes cow. up, his first it was first. It was incredible. <laughs> I mean, it was... I mean, between his legs, between the defender's legs, and then past the, the goalie. I mean, it's... And you, I couldn't do that on a street or a basketball court, let alone on ice. <laughs> you know, at full speed. I mean, yeah, it, I mean those guys... Like, sometimes you watch those guys move and fly up and down the rink, and you forget they're on ice skates. <laughs> like, they're on uh, at an ice rink that gets... You know, beat up, chewed up. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. This, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, Kenny Albert. I thought he was gonna like, <laughs> you know, with the Chuck Berry. Uh, oh yeah, wipe yourself off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it was. I mean, it was incredible. And like the, the guys on the team were just stunned by it. Like after the, you know, after the game, they were like talking to him, and they're like, yeah, they're like, he does this stuff all the time, but never like in a. In a game at full speed, so that was... Um, it's really cool that Nashville... I mean, the Nashville scene's really cool. It's really cool how they've rallied around this Predators team the last couple of years. I think you went down there last year, right? Right before the playoffs started. And that city, I mean, is I mean, everywhere you nuts. went was just yeah. Predator stuff. I mean, like, you know, like they couldn't even keep Predators jerseys in the stores. I mean, they were like... They would show up and, like, word would get out and there'd be, like, a line in, like, yeah. 20 minutes. And, and it used were, to be, like... I'm a 
I've always kind of been a Blackhawks fan. I admittedly don't follow. I'll watch, you know, if there's a game on on Sunday, I'll watch it on NBC. But typically, I don't set my schedule around a Blackhawks game. But um, I've always been kind of a Blackhawks fan. And then now that Vegas has a team, I kind of have started rooting for the Knights, too. And they've been great this year. So I think it's going to be a, a great uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. It looks like it's going to be interesting, um, even though the Blackhawks didn't make it. But, yeah, the Predators would be a, a good team to win it. Um, I'd love to see an expansion team like the Golden Knights win it. So, Well, the, the Golden Knights, they really go over the top on the uh, Oh, yeah. They, uh, that's that's Vegas <laughs> through and through right there. That was almost as long show. as uh, Undertaker's entrance last week. So, uh, yeah, they, they put on a show for Vegas. So what were your um, thoughts on the UEFA Champions League semifinal draw? I know you're a big, big soccer guy. Um, the you, oh yeah, the UF, UFA. UFO, UFO, UFO. Do they play the UEFA? Yeah, we have to get Chad in here you know, to run his mouth for 20 minutes on the um, Champions League. We have to like, yeah, we'll just have to shut off the lights and turn off the microphone because he'll just keep going. Well, we'll like, like a, goat boy him like they did on the Saturday Night yeah. Live. The guy comes up <laughs> the cattle prize. Um, but it, you know, obviously that's a huge deal. Everywhere in the world except your house. In, in this, in my living room, I guess. <laughs> hey, how about you like been to your house like fifty times and never noticed the autographed Pearl Jam poster on the wall? Yeah, that, that, was, a, uh, bird- <laughs> that was a birthday gift from my brother. He used to run sound for a variety of bands, but uh, um, one of the bands he worked for for a while was My Morning Jacket, and they opened for Pearl Jam for a tour. Um, so he got me an autographed poster of the the concert poster in Chicago. So. Well, I think once we go over um, 200 subscribers, it should be your, like, congratulatory gift to me. I'm good. Otherwise, we're, otherwise I'm going to have to do, like, a Mission Impossible style before you can. <laughs> my, my bequeath to you. We'll have, um, a, we'll have a van out in the, <laughs> in the cul-de-sac running calm while I'm trying to break in here. <laughs> Won't be hard. With your vicious attack dogs. Yes. Um... <laughs> I guess to end it, um, I kind of want to highlight a local business that I've kind of been, um, I think we're both beer drinkers. If you're a microbrew fan, I want to kind of give a shout out to Deviate Brewing. They're on uh, West 96th Street on the north side, but they are a micro microbrew. They really just do small batches and their their, uh, tap list is changing constantly, but they've probably got the best beer in the state, in my opinion. so some of the beers they've just tapped for today, they've got a Chive Talking, which is a Scottish Strong Chai Tea Ale. Um, they just got a beer called Potholes in Paradise, which is a cream ale. So that's <laughs> with all for the, the pot, yeah, for all the <laughs> potholes. Um, they've got a Hangover Helper that's a coffee brown. They've got a double IPA called a Juicy Caboosey. So they're really making some, some good beers. Um, they had a... Uh, milkshake style like hawaiian beer last week but it's hard for me to get up to 96th street but i recommend if you are on the north side to stop in there and have a beer their hours are kind of weird just because they are a small business so i think they close at like six or something weird but yeah i just wanted to give a shout out to them i think they're closed monday tuesday and then open at four and then noon on saturday so kind of those hours for your typical brewery that's just kind of getting started but they're doing great work. They're dog friendly. If you want to go in there with your dog, they have games, um, TVs, etc. So, 
check them out if you get the chance. Other than that, you have anything else? No, um, just follow us on Twitter at Southside underscore Rye and at the original RD and at Okra Patchcast. Yeah, and we keep updating the um, playlist for all the people. So you know, please subscribe to it. You know, it kind of helps us. Exactly. Our audience and yeah. Build out things subscribe and try on it. iTunes. Subscribe on SoundCloud if that's your Google Play. Your thing. Google Play. Um, definitely follow us on Twitter. We're going to be using that a lot more to kind of tweet out our thoughts on things. So hopefully that'll be a more entertaining rather than hey the podcast is up next yeah, tweet. Next tweet will be next week. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> want to get back into um, taking some more questions, and we certainly want to somehow get in touch with Mr. Fred Smoot. Yeah. Who's made this whole? And we've got thing. some guests that have um, agreed to appear. We're just kind of want to work that out because they're super. Yeah, this. yeah, and they're pretty. I mean, they're doing us a favor, so we want to make it as easy for them as possible. Whether it's a call in or whether it's a Skype, um, so we want to make that process easy for them. We don't want to make it difficult. So we'll get that worked out. We'll be getting some guests other than you know Greenwood Red, which I'm sure killed the ratings on our end but you know sometimes you just have to throw a guy a bone so yeah, he's he knows what he's talking about on some yeah. stuff but speaking of guests we're right at 40 minutes do you want to bring in dan it's i'm leaving it up to you sure do you want to bring in dan we usually run out of time uh no i think we're a little i don't Nah, yeah, we don't have enough time all right we're sorry dan maybe next week sorry dan i left it up to rd um we ran out of time maybe next week um ripped to wade boggs other than that Music this uh, we'll, week. We'll leave you with Van William and Revolution. Do yourself a favor, go online and check out the video because the song is really cool. But the acting with um, him and he's like he's backed up by a band or a group from um, I think it's Switzerland. Um, yes, first um, aid kit. Yeah. Actually, acting that is reminiscent of the quality of Clyde Frazier and ooh. Keith Hernandez in the Just for Men commercials. Ooh. I mean, it is better than Ernest plays basketball. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. But Ernest is getting an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, you got to go on. I mean, the song is good. Listen to the song first and then go watch the yeah, video. You because- actually read my mind because I heard that song yesterday on the radio. I'm like, why haven't we closed the podcast with this song? So it's that, a great song. But the Check vi- out the video. But the video is just so fantastic acting performances all yeah. around. So Van Williams, Revolution. Van William. Van William, Revolution with First Aid Kit. So check that out. Definitely watch the music video. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks. Sorry, Dan. Lost my valentine You could never keep my meaning straight And I won't wait in line For you to give me any time of day I hope you cried in the-